inspiration worldwide not just only for the nation a radical guide it's time to make changes bringing interviews and radical education yeah, yeah. a better future what we greetings dear friends and comrades and welcome to another episode of a radical podcast your dedicated source for exploring anarchism radical politics and social resistance worldwide i'm jason bayless your guide on this journey through the history stories, ideas, and movements that challenge the status quo and empower us to envision a more equitable society. Let's go. In today's episode, we have an array of intriguing topics lined up. We'll start with our anarchist and radical news segment, bringing you the latest happenings from the world of resistance. Our focus today is Swarm, a collective dance movement transforming protest art. Then we'll delve into our main topic, exploring the fascinating intersection of art and resistance. From the graffiti-laden streets of Paris in 1968 to the resonant strains of anarcho-punk music, from the evocative illustrations of Clifford Harper to the captivating performances of the Living Theater, and of course the dynamic actions of Swarm, we'll traverse the globe and journey through time to examine the profound impact of artistic expression on the world of radical politics. Finally, in our About a Radical Guide segment, we'll spotlight some truly inspirational individuals and collectives making waves in the world of radical activism known as Listen to the City. So sit back, open your minds, and join me as we celebrate the symbiotic relationship between art, protest, and resistance. Let's go! Today, we bring you the intriguing story of Swarm, a collective formed in the Netherlands during the height of the pandemic which uses dance as a form of resistance, protest, and reclaiming of public spaces. Now Swarm is crossing borders and heading to the United Kingdom. This collective is an embodiment of fluidity and adaptability. Born from the ashes of the Ray E.V. rehearsal project, Swarm began as a way to create collective dance moments that shone through the bleakness of social distancing policies. These dance manifestations have become a symbol of resilience and serve as a peaceful yet potent response to the political climate regarding public gatherings. This collective comprises six central members, Simomo Boj, a dancer and choreographer, Reda Senhaji, a DJ and composer, Flor Van Leeuwen, a choreographer, Glacier Kwong, an activist, Roberto Perez, a social designer, and Sasahara, a community builder. Their work with the London LGBTQ Plus Community Center, Art Raves organizer Riposte, visual artist Julita Mahara Vinyas, and activists Danny Singer and Dan Glass is driving them towards a large-scale swarm action in London on the 17th of August. The impetus behind this movement lies in the recent restrictions imposed on the right to protest in the UK. In 2022, the Police, Crime, Sentencing, and Courts Act came into effect and was followed by the Public Order Act in May 2023. These acts severely limit what protests can look like and increase the risks for those participating. They apply to marches, static assemblies, and even solitary protests. Essentially, these acts seem to criminalize public engagement, forcing protests to occur without causing any disruptions. Through the swarm action, the collective aims to challenge these draconian restrictions by creating a space of joy and celebration on the streets. This approach provides a refreshing alternative to the polarization caused by the contestation over the right to protest and the desire for disruption-free daily life. The swarm action calls attention to the fact that sometimes the law can be unjust. It's an invitation to join a different kind of resistance, one that's lively, 
jubilant, and aimed at creating a broad public engagement. The planned swarm on August 17th will be a choreographed assembly of people starting from Soho Square at 7 p.m. It's designed to let the entire group dance while moving through the streets of London as one unified, joyous entity. The collective has already been conducting workshops with Londoners to train a core group in boundary keeper and energizer roles. They aim to transform dance into a tool of protest and a beacon of urgency. Given the vastness of London, the collective believes the action will reach its potential with at least 75 to 100 individuals, but that will only be achievable if you attend. For those interested in joining this dynamic and inspiring protest action, there's a sign-up link in this episode's show notes, or you can visit aradicalguide.com for more information. In this era of constraint and conformity, SWARM stands as a testament to creativity and resilience, showing us that our collective spirit can thrive even in the face of adversity. It's proof that the dance of resistance can be as powerful as the shout of dissent. So why not join in and let your dance become a statement, a protest, and a celebration of freedom? Sign up link in the show notes and at a radicalguide.com. Radical guide, that's what this is. Highlighting the diverse world of resistance. Welcome to Resistance Around the World. Today we're venturing into a fascinating intersection of human expression and societal upheaval, the powerful blend of art, protest, and resistance. Art has always been an integral part of human civilization. It's not just a mirror reflecting our ideas, aspirations, and challenges. Art is a tool, a weapon even, in the pursuit of change and revolution. Throughout history, art has shown its remarkable potential as an instrument of protest and a catalyst of resistance. From the bold strokes of a graffiti artist challenging the status quo on a city wall, to the stirring words of a poet woven into the fabric of a revolutionary anthem, to the vivid spectacle of a performance artist spotlighting society's follies, art in its many forms is a vital artery in the body of resistance. In today's segment, we will traverse the globe, exploring the diverse ways art has been and continues to be used as a form of protest and resistance. We will immerse ourselves in the visual arts from graffiti to political posters, step into the world of performance arts and theater where the stage becomes a platform for dissent, and tune into the harmonious protests echoed in music. Let's begin this journey, peeling back the layers of history to understand the intricate dance between art, protest, and resistance. Buckle up for an adventure into the world of radical expression. Let's turn our gaze to the realm of street art. Art has often found its way from galleries to the streets, carrying powerful messages of protest and resistance. In all its forms, street art has a unique ability to narrate the social and political climates of its time. Consider the case of the May 1968 events in France, a momentous period in the country's history marked by a series of protests, strikes, and occupations that virtually brought France to a standstill. This societal upheaval had its roots in the universities, where students rose against the outdated and rigid structures of French higher education. Their demands quickly grew beyond academic reform evolving into a call for a complete societal transformation. This rebellion soon overflowed the bounds of universities, spilling into the streets and galvanizing the working class. In this fiery climate, the city walls of Paris started speaking in the language of the people, becoming a canvas for anarchist-infused graffiti and murals. These artworks were more than decorative elements. They were poignant, powerful forms of dissent, translating the spirit of the revolt into potent visual statements. Slogans like, soyez realiste, demandez l'impossible, be realistic, demand the impossible, 
and sous les pavés, la plage, under the cobblestones, the beach, weren't just clever quips. They were rallying cries challenging the established order and envisioning a world where freedom, joy, and creativity flourished. Turning our attention to political posters, we find another crucial vehicle for protest and radical thought. Their importance can be traced back to pivotal moments like the Spanish Civil War and the Paris Uprising in May 1968, extending into contemporary social movements such as the Black Lives Matter movement. These posters often become iconic symbols, carrying the ideological heart of these movements to the public eye. Shifting our focus across the Atlantic to Britain, we encounter the evocative work of Sue Ko, a graphic artist known for her potent illustrations and printmaking, Coe has used her artwork as a form of activism and protest. Her work unflinchingly tackles various social issues, from animal rights and racial injustice to labor rights and sexism. An outspoken critic of capitalism, Coe uses her art to highlight the systemic injustices that often go overlooked in society. Through her work, Coe amplifies the voice of the marginalized, challenging the status quo, and planting seeds of anarchist ideas within the populace. Her artwork continues to be celebrated today for its aesthetic value and profound impact on society and its role in galvanizing resistance against oppressive structures. Shifting from the visual arts to the stage, performance art and theater have also emerged as potent tools of protest and resistance, offering a dynamic and interactive medium through which to challenge norms and express dissent. The Living Theater is a perfect starting point. Established in 1947 in New York City by Judith Molina and Julian Beck, this anarchist pacifist theater group stood at the forefront of the experimental theater movement. The group's mission was not just to entertain, but to transform theater into a medium for social change, challenging the status quo and breaking down barriers between actors and the audience. Their productions often incorporated direct action and civil disobedience elements, with plays like Paradise Now and The Brig gaining notoriety for their confrontational and immersive nature. These works pushed the boundaries of theater advocating for pacifism, anarchy, and revolution in a manner that was direct, interactive, and often controversial. A more recent example of performance art being used as a tool for resistance is the clandestine insurgent Rebel Clown Army, or CIRCA. This international protest group combined the principles of nonviolent direct action with the techniques of clowning to create a unique form of protest theater. Circa clowns, decked out in their rainbow-colored military-style uniforms and exaggerated makeup, have made appearances at numerous protests around the world. Their antics, while humorous and absurd on the surface, serve a strategic purpose to disrupt the narrative of power, challenge corporate and political corruption, and engage with the public in unexpected creative ways. Circa's theatrical tactics exemplify the effectiveness of humor and playfulness as tools for resistance. Another inspiring example is the Bread and Puppet Theater, founded in the early 1960s by Peter Schumann. Combining the art of puppetry with their anti-capitalist and anti-authoritarian beliefs, the group used their large, expressive puppets to create powerful visual narratives critiquing war, consumerism, and exploitation. The name Bread and Puppet underscores their belief in the essential role of art in society. The bread stands for the basic necessities of life, that should be shared among all people, while Puppet represents their method of communicating complex social and political issues in a way that's accessible and compelling. The Bread and Puppet Theater's inexpensive and community-oriented performances continue to offer an effective, imaginative way to disseminate radical ideas. 
In all these instances, performance art and theater have gone beyond mere entertainment to serve as platforms for pushing boundaries, challenging established norms, and expressing radical ideas. By engaging audiences directly and provocatively, these artists have turned the stage into a vibrant space of resistance and radical thought. In exploring the realm of resistance, we cannot ignore the profound role that music plays. It's more than just melody and rhythm. Music is a language of emotion, a vehicle for ideas, and in many cases, a beacon of unity and defiance. Let's start by diving into the realm of anarcho-punk, a radical subculture that perfectly marries punk music with anarchism. Here, the spotlight shines on bands like Crass, a group that emerged in the late 1970s as a torchbearer of the movement. The band integrated music with direct action, creating lyrics that interrogated societal norms, the concept of authority, and the brutality of war. Their messages resonated in songs like Do They Owe Us a Living? and How Does It Feel? which became rallying cries for those disenchanted by the conventional system. Crass's commitment to anarchism went beyond their music. They lived collectively, promoted direct action, and often released their records at a low cost, ensuring their rebellious message was accessible to all. However, the realm of musical resistance extends beyond the English-speaking world and punk culture. One globally recognized anthem of defiance is Bella Ciao. The song's roots are deeply embedded in the harsh working conditions of the rice fields in 19th century northern Italy. Originally sung by the Mondina women as a symbol of their struggle, the Italian partisans later adapted Bella Ciao during World War II as a song against fascism. Over the decades, its potent message of defiance has found resonance with various movements, including anarchists who identified with its rallying cry against oppression. Today, you can hear Bella Ciao echoing at protests and even on mainstream television shows, reinforcing the idea that resistance knows no geographical or cultural boundaries. As we explore musical resistance further, our journey takes us to the tumultuous period of the Spanish Civil War, a time when anarchist organizations like the Confederación Nacional del Trabajo, CNT, and the Federación Anarquista Ibérica, FAI, were at the forefront of the resistance. During this time, songs and chants took on a critical role as tools for unity and defiance. A Las Barricadas, the most popular anthem of the Spanish anarchists, is a perfect exemplification. Its lyrics, stirring and charged with determination, were a clarion call to the people, encapsulating the passion and resilience of the anarchist resistance. Black storms shake the air, dark clouds prevent us from seeing, although pain and death await us. Against the enemy, duty calls us. The most precious good is freedom. Let's fight for it with faith and courage. Raise the revolutionary flag that will lead the people to emancipation. Raise the revolutionary flag that will lead the people to emancipation. Stand up working people to the battle. We must overthrow the reaction to the barricades, to the barricades, for the victory of the Confederacy, to the barricades, to the barricades, for the victory of the Confederacy. These lines, sung with enthusiasm and conviction, galvanized the spirit of the people and underscored their resolve against the tide of fascism. Whether it's the anarchic strains of punk rock, the passionate echoes of an Italian protest song, or the rallying choruses of a Spanish Civil War anthem, these examples illuminate the power of music as a harmonious form of resistance. They teach us that music can go beyond entertainment. It can be a tool for unity, a medium for disseminating radical ideas, and a potent challenge to the status quo. Art serves as a powerful method for preserving memory and inspiring future generations. 
as it captures the essence and spirit of resistance movements, notably the illustrations and political cartoons of renowned anarchist artist Clifford Harper epitomize this role. Harper's work is widely recognized for its ability to encapsulate the anarchic spirit, his images serving as visual metaphors for a society free from authoritarian structures. The stark contrast, heavy outlines, and often monochrome palette of his works evoke a sense of urgency and intensity, driving home the principles of anarchist thought. Harper's illustrations not only shed light on the ethos of anarchy, but also immortalize significant moments and figures within the anarchist movement. His artworks depict everything from protest scenes to portraits of key anarchist thinkers, helping to retain the history and lore of the movement. His work forms a tangible link between past and present, offering a visual narrative that keeps the memory of past anarchist protests alive and continues to inspire contemporary anarchists. Art continues to play a vital role in ongoing resistance movements around the world. For example, indigenous-led protests against pipeline constructions in Canada have generated a wealth of powerful artwork. These works not only express the protesters' deep connection to the land, but also critique the destructive capitalist forces threatening their environment. Often drawing upon traditional indigenous art styles and symbology, these pieces have become emblematic of the struggle, conveying a profound message of resistance. Such art resonates deeply with the principles of anarchism, particularly notions of direct action, mutual aid, and environmental preservation. It serves as a poignant reminder of the ongoing fight against oppressive structures, keeping the spirit of resistance alive. From large murals painted on construction site walls to portable protest banners, these artistic expressions galvanize support, foster a sense of unity, and maintain public awareness about the issues at hand. Ultimately, through art, the memory of anarchist protests and resistance movements is kept alive. In every brushstroke, in every line drawn, the spirit of resistance persists, inspiring current and future generations to continue the struggle for a more equitable and just world. Art in this context is more than mere decoration or entertainment. It's a vehicle for social change, a beacon of hope, and a visual manifesto for freedom and equality. In conclusion, the rich tapestry of art, protest, and resistance is a testament to the transformative power of creative expression. Throughout history, individuals and groups across the globe have used art as a form of nonviolent protest, challenging norms, and shaking up established structures. From the graffiti-laden streets of France in 1968, to the theaters in New York, and all the way to the paddy fields of northern Italy, Art has proven itself to be a formidable vehicle for change and an eloquent method of dissent. The enduring relevance of pieces like the satirical cartoons of Jose Guadalupe Posada, the riveting performances of the Living Theater and Circa, the powerful lyrics of Bella Chiao and Alas Barricadas, and the evocative illustrations of Clifford Harper attest to art's immense potential. Whether it's the rebellious melodies of punk music, the defiant images on city walls, or the symbolic performances on the streets, art continues to serve as a rallying point and a harmonious form of resistance. But the impact of art is not confined to the sphere of protests and movements. It extends to our daily lives and communities, influencing the way we perceive the world and our place within it. It is a mirror reflecting our struggles, hopes, and aspirations. It's a conduit for dialogue and understanding. It's a means to resist and reimagine. As we wrap up this episode, we encourage you our listeners, to delve deeper into our discussed examples. Reflect on the power of art in shaping societies and driving revolutions. Think about the role art plays in your own life and community. 
Can you see traces of resistance in your local graffiti, music, or theater? What messages are they conveying? How are they challenging norms and pushing boundaries? Art can be a catalyst for personal and societal transformation, a language that transcends borders, and a beacon of hope in times of turmoil. It's a testament to the indomitable spirit of humanity and our relentless pursuit of freedom and justice. After all, as Russian-American anarchist and feminist Emma Goldman once said, a revolution without dancing is not a revolution worth having. Radical education, yeah, yeah, a better future, what we really need, not rooted in capitalism or supremacy. Welcome, friends, to About a Radical Guide. This is the space where we catch you up on the latest and greatest ongoings, new additions, and must-see features on our A Radical Guide platform. Today, we're highlighting Listen to the City, a formidable collective from South Korea that combines art, urbanism, and research, which kick-started its impactful venture in 2009. Listen to the City is an eclectic mix of urban researchers, architects, designers, filmmakers, and activists. This robust and adaptable team is under the leadership of Yunseon Park, whose expertise spans both art and urban planning. Of significant mention is Hyunwook, a member passionate about anti-gentrification efforts. The collective has an extensive network, with partnerships spanning graphic designers and even Static, an art and architecture collective all the way in Liverpool, UK. Born out of the clash between rampant development, environmental and social negligence, and the eroding cultural diversity in Korea, Listen to the City found its purpose. It took the form of an alternative magazine, Urban Drawings, published in 2009, and evolved into multiple exhibitions and projects addressing a range of urban issues. Documentaries that dig deep into urban history and diversity also form part of their portfolio, some even finding their way into prestigious film festivals. However, their work isn't about gaining gallery space or creating commercial success. Instead, their primary focus lies in asking the right questions, exploring solutions within the societal backdrop, and using art to bring about change. Their mission? To transform unsustainable cities into sustainable havens and unravel what makes a city public and common. Their creations cut across conventional art, assuming various forms like drawing, design, video, research, publications, seminars, even public interest litigation, whatever suits the task at hand without focusing on artistic form. Their philosophy closely mirrors that of Henri Lefebvre, who saw urban spaces as collective intelligence's manifestation, a collective masterpiece sculpted by its residents, not just private property. This is the same perspective Listen to the City takes, defending and upholding it through their work. They're a strong advocate for those overlooked in urban spaces, embodying a radical critique of modernism's fringes, giving life to a compelling counter-narrative, and actively creating an agonistic community. Listen to the city's director, Yunzian Park, is now an invited associate professor at the Seoul National University of Technology's Digital and Culture Policy Department Graduate School of Public Administration. Under her guidance, along with the collective's combined efforts, Listen to the City keeps pushing against the tide, advocating for sustainable urban changes, and amplifying the voices that often go unheard. For an in-depth look at Listen to the City, their remarkable activities, and their pursuit for sustainable urban societies, don't forget to visit a Radical Guide at RadicalGuide.com. Let's go! As we reach the end of this episode of A Radical Podcast, 
We hope you found our journey through the anarchist and radical news, the exploration of the intricate relationship between art and resistance, and the spotlight on noteworthy figures in our About a Radical Guide segment, both enlightening and inspiring. Remember, art in all its forms, whether it's graffiti, theater, music, or a collective dance like Swarm, serves as a beacon of hope and a catalyst for change. As we part ways today, let's not forget the upcoming Swarm event on August 17th, a choreographed assembly at Soho Square in London at 7 p.m. For those interested in joining this dynamic and inspiring protest action, there's a sign-up link in this episode's show notes, or you can visit aradicalguide.com for more information. Before we sign off, we'd like to remind you of two impactful ways you can support our work. First, consider enhancing our site with a location. The more locations we spotlight, the more encompassing our guide becomes. By spreading the word about radical locations, you're helping to build a worldwide network of dissent and promote communal expansion. Second, we would be grateful for any financial support you can provide. Maintaining this platform requires substantial time, effort, and resources. Every single contribution, regardless of its size, enables us to continue offering this space for radical dialogue and exploration. Until next time, stay curious, stay inspired, and continue to envision a world where freedom, equality, and justice prevail. This is Jason Bayless, signing off from A Radical Podcast. Stay radical, and thank you for your continued support. Yeah, talking freedom and liberation. Worldwide, not just only for the nation. A radical guide, it's time to make changes. Bringing interviews and radical education. Yeah, yeah, a better future, what we really need. Not rooted in capitalism or supremacy. Yeah, yeah, trust you, don't want to miss it. We bring the truth right to you. The past, present, and future. Let's go. A radical guide, that's what this is. Highlighting the diverse world of resistance. Let's go.